What does it take to win? What does it take to be a winner? My name is Wesley Donahue. I'm here to answer those questions. And today I'm joined by Florida GOP consultant, Brett Doster. So what happens when a candidate lies about their college education, gets called out, fabricates a college diploma, and then gets caught? I love this wild story from Brett. So listen up. We finally are doing it after like six cancellations and rescheduling, man. But I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're you're busy despite it being a non-election year. Yeah, I apologize on the last time because I was uh, in the car. And for some reason, I got to thinking that we were going to do just audio and then yeah. we we're doing video as well. So anyway, anyway. we're not going to use the video, so it doesn't matter. I'm in gym clothes right now. But I do like, I, but people can't see you, but I do like your, uh, your wall of mail behind you. I've never seen a wall. I've seen a wall of signs and bumper stickers and always the uh, look at me wall with like newspaper articles. I've got one, but I've never seen a wall of mail. You, you know what I started doing? And over there, I've got a wall of yard signs and, uh, and I'm not quite done with the wall of mail, but this is kind of like our tack room that, that, uh, you know, I got the whiteboards and everything. So during conference calls, I would get so bored. I would start just like, pinning up my mail pieces. And it was like, that's pretty cool. I'm going to keep it going. Everybody loves it. (laughs) Nice, man. Yeah, I do. How, how is Florida right now? Is it pretty politically busy? Well, it is, you know, we just came off the general um, and everybody is, you know, waiting with breathless anticipation uh, over, uh, you know, what Ron DeSantis is going to do and, you know, all the drama sort of around, you know, Donald Trump. Of course, your gal, Nikki, just announced, you know, what yesterday that she's right. Yeah. So right now, she literally this second, she's holding her big announcement here in Charleston. Three of my staff are down there for some reason. I don't know why we're not working with her. Um, but they said there were, there were three to five thousand people there. And I said, there's mm-hmm. no fucking way. There's not that many. They sent me a picture. And sure enough, it looks like a few thousand people there. So um, that's strong. Yeah, it's pretty strong. Um She's not a fan of mine, so we're we're not gonna be working. I like people that like me, and uh, yeah. she she does not like me very much for some reason. Well, since you said it, and I don't really care if you include it in the podcast or not. Let me tell you my attitude about Nikki Haley. So yeah, please um, please do. Yeah, this hopefully since you're not on her team, you'll enjoy this. Yeah. <clears throat> so the 2016 presidential contest. You know, I went to South Carolina for Jeb because mm-hmm. Lindsey was running. And, it, and no consultants were taking anybody else, right? So I graduated from the Citadel, and Jeb's like, hey, you got a South Carolina connection. You're going to go up there and organize the veterans and help through the state. So, you know, I I always am looking for an opportunity to do something kind of out of the, you know, uh, sort of out, you know, get me out of my comfort zone. So it was fun. I did it for about nine months. So Nikki kept a strong line of communication open. And, I, you know, she was looking for, she was like basically vice president shopping, in my opinion. Yeah. But uh, she invited me and Jeb to come to the governor's mansion uh, like about a week and a half before. Well, it was, it was actually a week. It was a week before the South Carolina primary. And she was still showing a lot of inclination to support Jeb. Mm-hmm. And we had a great dinner. It was awesome. And uh yeah, she she cut this deal where she not a, it wasn't a deal, but she was like really uh, wanted to get a picture with George W. So George W. was going to come into South Carolina to do a big event, and she was just like, "Jeb, you're the man." She was bad mouthing other candidates. You know, we had a nice dinner with her and her husband. She goes with her family down to get the picture with George W. And, and then, then she, you know, like two days later, she endorses endorses Marco. Marco. Yeah. 
Which, you know, yeah. the thing is, is that I, I didn't mind so much the fact that she went with someone else. I get it. People do that. But why she played the charade to get the picture with George W., knowing probably already in advance she was going to do that. I mean, it just left a sour taste. So my personal feeling is I don't know who I'm working for or supporting yet, but I'm with whoever's against Nikki Haley. <laughs> <laughs> Man, she, uh, so, you know, I was working for Marco at the time. Um, and uh, I was his chief digital strategist. And, you know, obviously, you know, we have one of the larger, uh, you know, one of the top three digital agencies in the country, but we're also here in South Carolina. So, uh-huh. you know, so it was interesting. She comes into South Carolina, she endorses Marco and we knew Marco wasn't going to win, but we thought we could pull a strong second, which we did. So that was actually a big night for Marco yeah. right, to pull, to pull second. And yeah. she called the campaign and said that, if Wesley Donahue was seen anywhere in the building that she would not take the stage with Marco. Can you believe that? So I was working my ass off of this presidential campaign. We, in my home state, we have this big win and I'm not even allowed to be in the building. I want to tell you something that kind of pettiness is not presidential. And I don't think it wears very well. I mean, yeah. I that's, you know, it's, it's not going to, Whatever. You know, I've I've talked about our history. She blames me for a lot of stuff I didn't do, which is what's really frustrating because, you know, as political operatives, there's a lot of dirty things we have done. Oh, yeah. But sometimes we get blamed for things that we didn't do. And she thinks that there are like these three things that I did that I did not do. She even called me out in her book for one of them by name. Seriously? Yeah, by name. <laughs> and I didn't do any of the stuff she accuses yeah. me of. And I tried to let her know. I've tried to talk to her personally. When I was running the Senate Republican caucus and she was governor, uh, she she told the majority leader that he had to fire me. He didn't do it. I still did everything I could to push her agenda. And she's, she hates me. And I still don't know why. I, I, I genuinely don't. But I don't care. Um, I, I don't see how she can beat uh, President Trump or uh, Governor Meatball is that the new? Yeah, the new name? yeah, yeah, yeah. I've the heard on this. Yeah, on he's DeSantis. working on. I don't know if that's going to stick or not, man. It's a uh, you know, I Trump. I think is really kind of playing a, a bad hand on this whole thing. I'm like, I don't, I don't think you should antagonize DeSantis. I mean, Trump very well wins the nomination again. I mean, he, he is the 800 pound gorilla, and, and and this whole like fixation he has on DeSantis, it, it actually feels a lot like the fixation that much of the Bush organization had on Marco last time. Yeah. And it's debilitating. I mean, you you you, you got to divorce yourself. I mean, so fixated on one opponent, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess it would be akin to like, um, if like one of my staffers left push and went and started a competing agency and was pitching yeah. against me, I, I guess I would have those same kind of feelings of like, dude, wait your turn. Or I I'm the guy that, that helped you and you wouldn't be anything if it wasn't for me. I, I guess I understand that his personal feelings, but it does come across as, uh, I don't know, petty. It, it, it just seems like it's beneath him to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that's the key. It, it doesn't feel like executive leadership that, that someone would be so fixated on something like that, labeling and going after someone personally. Yeah. Is uh, So you and I met in what, 2010? Yeah, exactly. Pam, exactly. Pam Bondi. Is she, yeah, is, so is, right. is, is Bondi still in the Trump circles? Cause I know she was. Yeah. There. She's still, I think she's still running and she's the head of Trump's uh, I don't think it's a super PAC, but whatever, one of his committees she's the head of yeah. uh, at least on paper. Um, I mean, I think staffers are doing like, you know, the, all the work, but she's uh, sort of the titular head. And I think she still goes on Fox News and is uh, listed as a, you know, as a Trump legal advisor. Um, and she's, you know, Pam has not been 
super engaged politically with state politics, but because she's been so kind of out there with Fox News, she's still a known quantity. I don't think yeah. she'll ever do anything politically again, but she's still a quantity. Yeah, no, I've, I've always been a big fan. So uh, I'm spending my day before we get into your story. Going back to Haley, I'm spending my day dodging calls from reporters. I've already gotten five <laughs> for real. It is quarter to 12 right now. And I have already gotten five calls this morning and three yesterday. So that's eight different reporters that have called me and I haven't returned one call yet. Cause I guess I'm just, you know, the only thing I could do is shit on her. So I might as well just stay silent. And yeah. I mean, that's probably the best at this point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But anyway. So yeah. you've been, how long have you been doing politics? Yeah, Wesley, look, man, I didn't. So um, graduated from the Citadel in 93. Okay, spring of 93. Uh, my first real job in politics was uh, started in August of 93, uh, shucking Jeb's bags around as his special assistant travel aide, whatever you want to call it, uh, for that 94 campaign. And, you know, that was the that was the election that uh, George W. ran for governor of Texas simultaneously. Uh, Jeb's running for governor of Florida. So there's a lot of drama with that. And uh, George W. Uh, won, and we lost narrowly by about 67,000 votes, which was like just like a percentage point, half a percentage point, and the rest is history. So I did, I, I stayed involved in the Bush organization. Obviously, George W. leaned heavily on his brother for, um, for political guidance and on his organization. Now, Jeb had a he had to keep because he was governor. He had to keep kind of a hands-off role. But a lot of us who were his staffers were included in the in the presidential stuff. So, I was the political director on W's um, 2000 race with the recount, and then in 2004 I ran the reelect in Florida, oh. uh, and then in 2005 opened up my own consulting firm, and we've been doing it for 18 years now. Yeah, man. Well, you're a force down in Florida. What's your favorite? We all got like a favorite campaign story. Oh, whether yeah. it's a whether that's a good thing that happened or a bad thing. Some yeah. of my favorites are always the shit shows, to be honest with you. One day we'll write a whole book on the Herschel Walker campaign. But um <laughs> what's your uh what's what's one of your favorite stories? Well, you know, so you want me to go ahead and jump in and tell you like what my favorite favorite story is right yeah. now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to hear it. You know, there's so many, Wesley, and I'm sure you have the same experience where there's um you know, it's it's always interesting. There's things that are highlights that we all can look back on as good memories or those those particularly bad days that we have that we can remember. Um, but then there's like these little campaigns that pop up every once in a while that become just just burned in your memory and in your career forever. So in 2018, um, so this is what, five years ago now, I had a state house candidate. Uh, it was Tommy Gregory, uh, who's currently uh, sitting state representative. So we won. Uh, that's out of the, you know, I'm going to let that cat out of the bag. We did win. But he's running uh, that year uh, as a retired lieutenant colonel in the United States Air Force. Uh, he was a member of the JAG Corps and was a practicing attorney, had a phenomenal resume. He and his wife were both graduates of the United States Air Force Academy, uh, you know, just Phenomenal stories, involved in education, great conservatives, et cetera. So uh, he files to run for office, and the the opponent that filed against him is this lady by the name of Melissa Howard. And Melissa Howard is like everything that sort of smacks of Tinseltown Trump world, right? She's uh, she's she's pretty. She's um, uh, 
yeah, she's blonde. <laughs> you know, I'll let <laughs> yeah. the imagination go on from there. You know, she's yeah. you know, she's married this kind of wealthy guy. She actually had put together a um a, a real housewives of Sarasota type TV pilot that she had been trying to shuck around as uh, to sell before the campaign occurred. So, you know, she's like this legitimate serious candidate. And so Tommy's like this true blue conservative hardcore guy. And he's a Trump supporter as well. But like Melissa is like, she's just got all the trappings of everything that Trump world loves. Plus she's, she's a woman, right? Yep. Yep. So along the way, uh, we, we did, uh, you know, our opposition research and everything. And along the way, we had something that pop up that said that she did not have a college degree. Right. She, she did not have a college degree because we did our research with the national database. And uh, I'm not going to name the university, but it was a it was a relatively prominent university up in Ohio. And uh, and uh, she actually said, you know, we were lying. So if there's a big controversy, we took the report that we got from the National uh, College Graduate Database. We gave it to the press. We had some stories begin to be writing about how the fact that she's lying about having a college degree, which speaks to character. <clears throat> so a few of my friends in the press started calling me and said, hey, man, they said that she has absolutely got a college degree, that you're lying, and she is going to go to Ohio to her mother's attic, and she is going to produce a college diploma and if she does that, are you comfortable with the fact that, you know, you're going to have to stand down? And I said, look, I'm not going to argue over facts. I said, but right now the facts are on our side. But, yeah, you tell her to go get a degree, you know, diploma, whatever, and we'll stand down. So, Melissa, <laughs> I guess you could say it's to her credit, uh, Wesley. She shows up, and I remember this because I was actually out on a trip in, in uh, California uh, that week. She shows up, and she takes a selfie of herself with her mother in her mom's living room with a framed college diploma from her university. And she's like, look, there you have it. It's done. It's set in stone. And this thing is like, it's beautiful. It's engraved. It's signed by officers from the school, all this great stuff. And um, so she said, take take that. So immediately I start getting calls from the press and they said, look, you know, you're a loser. Don't ever do this to us again. We're taking down the stories and we're really disappointed in you that you messed up your opposition research. So I would, to be honest with you, Wesley, I was pretty depressed. I was like, yeah. my goodness, man, it is, you know, this we much, screw this up. Yeah. Yeah. This much labor of a measly state house race. Like, how can I let my reputation get soiled like this? So I called uh, a guy that works for us, Pablo Diaz, who runs our Miami shop. And I said, hey, Pablo, I said, look, we, we got to go with a different line of attack. We're really getting school on this. So he's like, I don't know. It's just something not right. It's something not right. <laughs> so, you know, again, we had done our good, you know, our good opposition research just to set this uh, tone for this. Now, she had been saying for months that she had this college degree from the school and uh, et cetera. It had been represented on all of her campaign literature, multiple mail pieces. She's been saying it in public. Uh, and now she's like defensive about it. And she's got this diploma. So we took additional steps to go ahead and start sending like official letters to um, the registrar's office at the university and also uh, to some of the officers at the university to say, look, and and here's the deal. You'll love this because it's you know always fun to do these things. I was sending it from a Gmail account that was like 
you know, not me, right? I had a different, <laughs> a different name on the Gmail yeah. account. And I said to them, look, I'm an opposition researcher. And I am asking this question if she, in fact, has a college degree because the national database is saying she does not. She's saying she is and she has a diploma. You know, what is the deal? <clears throat> I got a response back. Again, I'm not going to say who from to protect identities. I got a response back within about 45 minutes from one of the uh, school officials. I said, thank you for reaching out. Really appreciate it. Because I've been paying attention to Mrs. Howard's claims for the last six or seven months. I have a uh, second home in Sarasota. And I'm very familiar with Mrs. Howard and with her story. Right? What? Immediately confirmed that she had not completed her college education. Put it on school letterhead. And said, uh, you know, we appreciate, you know, basically, we appreciate you reaching out and helping us clear this matter up. If no one had asked, we probably would not have proactively done it. So good luck. Here's the truth. So, so, wait, hold on. so she, she fabricated the diploma? It, it gets worse. Okay. So they go on to explain, the school does, that in fact, the, the diploma that she had was falsified. And gives us all the reasons why it was falsified, that the way the the signature of the officers on the school, yes, they were officers at the school, but they would never be the ones signing the diploma. The the way that the uh, diploma was oriented was not an exact replica of the way that they do their diplomas. Then we had reporters start to do some digging. Isn't that forgery? (laughs) It was fabricated. You can go to these bookstores and you can basically buy these like fabricated replacement diplomas. And one of the clerks in one of the stores back in her hometown confirmed that she had been there to buy the frame to get this fabricated diploma. Oh, my uh, God. Done. So, you know, within basically, you know, a day, we had multiple sources. All the presses would back up. Um, she, it was clear what had happened was she had gone into one of these like sort of falsified diploma factories. She had had this thing made in the week that she went home to ostensibly find her diploma in her mom's attic. And she did this whole deal and then, and then had the thing like on the picture and everything. And, 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 uh, you know, tried to prove that she had graduated from the school. Once all the stories broke about the fabrication she had no choice but to drop out. Now, the interesting thing was, is apparently it caused such high stress to her and her husband that her husband supposedly went to the hospital for palpitations or something like that. So oh, I don't geez. want to like belittle him or make fun of him, but it was clearly stressing him out. Yeah. And, you know, the tragic thing and the reason why I think it's such a great lesson to be learned, Wesley, is because if you or I had been coaching her, okay, we would have said, look, nobody cares if you have a college degree or yeah. not. Just own it. Just own it. Just say I never finished my college degree. I'm embarrassed about it. It would have been a one day story. And she probably, to truth to be told, she may have gone on to win. The polling was tight. But, you know, when you got two pro Trump candidates running together, you'll take the pretty female every time almost. Right. Yeah. I just looked up a picture. She's pretty hot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, she was she was a dynamic force. But because of the deception. And the deception that was real, she literally within 72 hours had to drop out, withdraw from the election. And we won, you know, this huge victory. 
So it was a, uh, I will always look back on that race and say uh, it was uh, basically a credit to people who would not give up. And I'll give credit to Pablo for staying on the opposition research. Um, so I'm and, sitting and, here reading, I, I Googled it. She actually got charged. It looks like she did. She did. And here's, here's the deal. I actually think they went too far on that. So it's, it's actually a crime in Florida to lie about your education. Okay. Really? They took the extra step to actually charge her and make her do community service. I would have, I, I mean, if they had asked my opinion, I would have said, look, you're going too far. Look, she's, she's paid enough penalty. Yeah. You know, enough of a price here. Uh, you it know, seems a little silly. Yeah, exactly. But I think they did it kind of to make an example of her to other potential, you know, would be politicians, but so much drama, so much drama wrapped around her case, but it, it's a good reminder that the truth always wins. I and love she the story so much. Truth. I love this story. So she did actually go to the college. She just didn't finish. She just didn't finish. But, but it, and her mom was in the picture or the frame, right? And I, I think her mom, here's my theory. This is a theory. Uh-huh. I think she probably had been telling her mom and her family for years that she had graduated. That's my theory too. That's what I was, that's where I was about to go with it. And she yeah. didn't know what to do at that point. She exactly. had to, and she was trying to cover it up. For, for I actually have a very close friend um, that I'm still friends with today that I went to college who uh, dropped out like his junior year and then had his parents send him the money for tuition and said the check <laughs> has to come from me. And and it, it was like a full year plus a semester. So like a year and a half that he just pocketed the money and, and, all, and always told his parents. And then it was like, oh, y'all don't have to fly down to USC to come to my graduation just to see me walk across the stage. That's silly. Right. And and to this day, I think he's still covering it up. Yes. <laughs> but but to your point, like it, it no that's why I think your advice about just being honest is the right one. But for some reason there was an there was an outside factor. Like she didn't want to piss off her parents or embarrass her parents. She's probably been lying to her parents for years. And that was probably the issue there. It wasn't the voters that she was worried about, it was the parents. I think so. You know, and people listen, you know, people get so fixated. I have clients, I'm sure you do too. I have clients come in occasionally say, Hey, I want to run for the legislature, Congress or whatever. I have something really bad I need to tell you. I'm like, what, you know, what is it? Well, I, you know, I only have my AA degree. What have you been doing the last 20 years? Well, I've had this successful business where I've been doing construction and they tell you all the things they've been doing for the last 20 years. And it's like, no one cares. No one gives a shit, man. No, no. We saw with Herschel, you know, the lies that Herschel got caught in. Well, it's probably because he got so many other lies that it covered up that lie. But I mean, nobody really, when that news came out and the Democrats were pushing about his college degree and, you know, his ranking is whatever he said. Nobody gave a shit about no, that. No, no. In fact, if anything, I think when people start like bragging too much about their education and credentials, it's like that it really turns people off. I think know? so. I think so. Especially down here in, in South Carolina, they're, they're just looking for people that are just like them, especially, yeah. especially at the state legislative le- uh, level. Yeah, of course. You know, that might be different if you're running for U.S. Senate or president or something, but like you're running for state legislator. They just want you to be like them. That's right. And and I think people are always judging candidates based on the entirety of their career. I mean, if you had someone who had just left college and they had, you know, for lack of a better description, they dropped out and they were running for office the very next year, of course, you would say, well, look, this is kind of an indicator that they can't finish the job or that they, yeah. they can't, you know, uh, cope with the responsibilities of life. 
But when someone has 20, 30 years of this behind them and they've been very successful in other ways, it's mm-hmm. like, look, Bill Gates, you know, take any number of people who were ostensibly college dropouts yeah. who are now billionaires. I mean, no one cares. It's the it's no the entirety cares. of the service, you know. No one gives a shit, man. So how is the next how's this year shaping up for you? How's the next cycle looking for you? You're gonna be busy with you know a lot of state stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, again, I think everybody is waiting, Wesley, they're, they're waiting on what DeSantis is going to do. So there will, there will be a certain, uh, I think, domino effect occur, yeah. that occurs, you know, with DeSantis. But yeah, regardless of that, I mean, we've got, you know, a ton of legislative stuff lined up. We got a, some contr- some congressional stuff we're playing around with. And nice. of course, the things that we always like doing are some of the issue campaigns, because, you know, that's always usually a bigger budgets and less personalities yeah. to have to play psychiatrist too. Oh, no shit, man. No wives calling you up and bitching you out at 11 p.m. at night. You know, I, I've always said I didn't think DeSantis was going to run. Um, and I I thought, you know, it would it would take some big balls to run against Trump. But I think Nikki Haley, maybe she's got those big balls, but she I think she's um, I think she's opened it up. I think now now that one per now that there's a crack in the dam, I think there's going to be 10 people jump in. I yeah. just think it took that one person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I, I think the, yeah. it's wide open for DeSantis. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think, look, man, you know, I've always said that if anybody can get in a situation where it's a mono mono with Trump, you have a shot at beating him. You, you can't beat him in like an 8, 10, 15 person field like it was last time. Um, but, you know, if it's DeSantis versus Trump and if Nikki Haley and say Tim Scott and others continue to poll like at 1%, Mm-hmm. then it's going to feel like mano a mano. And I think that someone like DeSantis has a chance. Um, if the other lesser known candidates start picking up some steam and you start dragging that, you know, you're dragging the anti-Trump vote away, I think Trump's going to end up winning it, you know, no problem. But, I, you know, it's, it's just a lot of ball game left to be played in terms of decisions to be made, et cetera. But I, I think right now it's looking like, you know, Trump DeSantis, either one. Yep, I agree. But brother, I'm glad we were finally able to do this. The next time I head to Florida, I'll give you a shout so we can hook up again. Well, bro, sounds good. I hope this is what you wanted, man. I tried no, it's perfect. That was I, that was that may be my favorite story so far. <laughs> this is fucking crazy. <laughs> I love this crazy shit. Like I love, um, you know, we have friends outside of politics and they don't know what you do, and you just start telling these wild stories, and they 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 really don't think it's even reality. Like, right. I can't believe you live a life where that's what you do as a job, and um. It's these kind of wild stories that almost make our, our profession seem unbelievable. And no kidding. It definitely makes for a fun cycle when you win one like that. <laughs> wild. It's wild. All right, brother. Thanks a lot, man. You got it, bro. Take care of yourself.